Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell. And you know it, uh, we're doing a weekend wrap-up with Jason Cameron, as usual. And we had a week off, but uh, we are back at it. And speaking of back at it, holy cow, this guy, this guy was working today. First time in months and months and months and months. And uh, man, like I, I was shocked to hear that. I thought it was another week or so before you're going back, but you let me know today that you uh, finally were back to work. How does it feel? Uh, you know, it's, it's work. It's, it's still work, but actually, to be honest with you, it felt good. It nice. felt good. It felt good yeah. to see everybody uh, to get back in the saddle, and they, they did not waste any time putting me to work. <laughs> and um, but it still was it was still pretty much an easy day and it was it was good it was just it was good to get back uh and start doing like get back onto a regular schedule nice how how long has it actually been how many months exactly four months four exactly four months wow holy cow yeah, well, I remember, uh, well, anytime I've been off for a length of time and then see everybody, it's great. It feels like, you know, you're a kid back to the first day of school and everybody asks you, hey, how was your summer holiday and all yeah. that. And it's really nice to connect with everybody. And then they start to get the reality of, oh, my God, I got a 12-hour day ahead here and I got to bust my butt. And a yeah. lot of the reality sinks in a little bit. Hard to get up, you know. I'm sure you weren't getting up at 6 a.m. Uh, while you were off for four months, so uh, nope. that alarm probably wasn't a great uh, uh, something that you heard this morning, was it? No, it was. It wasn't great, and it was foreign. I was like, "What was that? Like, what is this? Oh, it's my alarm. Oh, yeah, I got to get up to this now again." <laughs> and uh, and you know, like when you have that much time off, you always have to go through a kind of a weird reset for you, like your sleeping pattern. So. And you actually get a lot of sleep last night, so I'm definitely getting my sleep tonight. I see. For sure. Nice. But it, it's always a necessary thing, so that gets me back onto my regular schedule and all that sort of stuff. But again, uh, it was just good to see everybody. It's yeah. Just, it was good. That's great. So you're a lean, mean fighting machine now, eh? Uh, are, you, are you feeling 100%? I wouldn't say 100%. I, I would say like... Uh, 90 90 92 oh. percent so and that's i can work with 90 work with nice. 92 i will yeah. get the, the 10 to 8 later down the road as long as i keep doing what i need to do nice you can get to 100 percent uh there's not going to be any any reason why you can't get to 100 percent uh no i i firmly believe i can and mm. i've kind of proven it with uh some certain like movements and stuff i've had to do in the gym where i'm like all right i i, I feel confident I feel confident in the shoulder. I feel confident. Nice. Yeah, well, uh, cardio is good, I guess. Uh, cardio. You know, that's probably something that you needed to really work on and you know, make sure yeah. that was going to be good going back, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. No, cardio is fantastic. Cardio is so good that um, one of our, our co-workers that you and I know, Corey, was just like, so you've lost weight? And I'm like, yeah, yes, I have lost weight. It's like, you probably might be the only guy I know that when he's off work, it doesn't work. Loses weight, doesn't gain it, just loses it. Nice. <laughs> uh, too bad you weren't able to give cardio to Luke Rockhold and uh, Jose Aldo and uh, many of the fighters uh, in the UFC. Uh, man, did it ever look like they were out of shape or just uh, they couldn't handle the 
altitude. Uh, I, I haven't seen that many guys look like their cardio was a serious problem. Oh, yeah. Like their, where their cardio like literally failed them. Yeah. I, I want to say literally I thought the only fight where that didn't wasn't an issue was the main event. Yeah. That's it. Maybe. That's it. Well, they, Leon Leon sort of took about three rounds, maybe three and a half rounds yeah. off. Uh, I, you know, he he came out flying in that first round and was, uh, you know, the the better fighter. Um, but then I don't know what happened in those middle rounds. Uh, there's a uh, I was trying to put on this really great um, video today uh, mm. that had his corner corner man just yelling at him between every rounds, and they had. The Rocky theme song playing in the background, and yeah. he's just come on, come on, yeah. don't uh, don't do this. Why are you doing this? Uh, and and it was just awesome. Uh, I I couldn't dial it up tonight on my computer for some reason, so I'm not going to be able to show it. But I'll put a link on our uh, website and check it out. Uh, did you see that? Uh, I mean, you were watching the fight, so you saw the guy constantly in his face yelling at him. But did you see the little video clip they put together? I I, I did. But also, too, it was so poignant because of his nickname, Leon Rocky Edwards. Yeah, yeah. He was like, come on, Rock! Come on, Rock! Like, and I was just like, even I got into it, like, with the yeah. way that he was doing it, with the passion in his voice. And I'm just like, I'm like, he, he he's trying to amp his man up. He yeah. really is. And I was just like, okay, the cornermen are giving it their all yeah. to try to get him in the right mind space to say, I can do this. Yeah. I can yeah. do this. And, and, and he did. And he did. And he did. You know, poof, like probably, uh, you know, it could be considered the greatest knockout in, in, in USC history. It could be considered the greatest head kick knockout. Uh, there was just, I, I just keep flashing, you know, over the last couple of days, flashing to other huge monumental moments in the UFC. And and this is just one of those ones that it's right at the very top because uh, he was one minute away from losing and probably never getting a title shot again. His you know his unfulfilled dreams and wishes and Usman you know getting the records that he was chasing and and, and continuing on this historic run and and just you know less than a minute away all of a sudden he pulls off this incredible move. And throws a kick and knocks Usman out. It was spectacular, and 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 the whole mixed martial arts world is buzzing still because it was oh, just yeah. one of those incredible moments. Like yes, like you just said, like everything that was literally on the line, and everything to cement Usman's already incredible legacy, which would have just put him well over the top because he would have tied everything, and then whatever his next fight was, that would have been him breaking all of those records. Yeah. All right, yeah, that what was on the line and then for leon rocky edward let's go you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna say no i'm going to write my own story to how this ends yeah. and guess what people it ends right now <laughs> right now yeah. and it was and that's the one thing joe rogan's absolutely right when he said this that guy's technique the way he throws his strikes absolutely flawless he yeah. hit the strike behind the fainted left and the head kick knockout because he knew that Usman would do this. Yeah. But, and then hit him. I'm looking at it. First off, I'm watching it live. I turned away to make a drink. 
I then I hear this, Wah! and I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? And I go, I don't understand what I'm seeing. And like, like literally, my eyes and my body was just like, I, I can't be. Like, that actually couldn't have happened. Yeah. How could that have happened? Right? I was like Usman when he finally came to, which is, what are you talking about? What's going I'm on? Going. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You can see Usman just keep asking around, like, seriously? What? I What happened? I don't, I didn't. I don't think that happened. What are you talking about? And, yeah, yeah. and everybody was shocked. Everybody was shocked. But yeah, when Usman woke up, he he just he couldn't be he, he yeah. couldn't wrap his brain around what had just happened. Of course he couldn't, because he was literally a minute away from getting everything that he's ever wanted. Yeah. Like like in like anything that he could have ever dreamed of was right there. Yeah. Was right there until Rocky said, you know what? I'm just going to throw this perfect combo. It's going to be game over. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, too, by the way, couldn't have happened to a nicer, better human being. Yeah. And I, I've, I've seen a lot of fights. I've seen a lot of title fights. I've never been that emotional for a fighter in the octagon. Nice. And I, I, I got to be honest, I, 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 I was rooting for him. Mm -hmm. I, I, I definitely was rooting for him. I didn't think there was any freaking way that he was going to win that fight. But once he did, yeah. oh man, yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, I got. I got to tell you, I was emotional too, man. It was. Um, it was one of those moments where you were like, okay, you know, this is a guy that's been through so much. You know, um, mm -hmm. first Jamaican-born champion of the yeah. UFC. Uh, yeah. You know, talks about where he was born to a 15-year-old mother. Uh, father gets murdered. Uh, you know, has to go to the UK to try to set up a better life and goes to Birmingham, which is one of the most violent places on the planet. Uh, it's a really, really tough place. He calls it the trenches where he grew up, had to avoid gangs there as well. And his mother told him, hey, I want you to get into this mixed martial arts gym. Please go in here and, uh, you know, start training and fell in love with it. And he's had so many knockdowns over his mixed martial arts career where you just thought, like, why doesn't this guy get a break? Why doesn't he get an opportunity? There's just so many times where he was on the cusp and then somebody else would get the title fight and he would get moved. He would get a fight scheduled and then it would be postponed. And it yeah. was just, this story is just so amazing and it just just reinforces for me that mma and the ufc the best sport in the world guys yep. can come from the toughest situations and just work really hard and change their life and and really be that uh beacon of light for all, all these guys in those communities in those harsh and tough situations around the world and if he did it I, I can do it. And that's to yeah. me one of the great things about sport and one of the best things about this sport in particular. Yeah. And it, it is one of the greatest things about the sport, like where this man grinded, worked hard every damn day, yeah. worked, worked and kept working. And he never gave up on himself. No. Even when he, I, I almost want to say he wanted to in that fight. But I think he remembered in that last glimpse of that fight where he goes, I can't lose. My mom sacrificed too much for me. Right. That's something I absolutely understand. 
Yeah. She sacrificed too much for me. I have to figure out a way to win. And he had that one moment, that one instance where he goes, I'm going to rewrite this story. It's not going to go the way that people think. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was it was just spectacular. Uh, I don't think many people gave him a shot to 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 win. Uh, he has been such a solid fighter since that first loss. And he yeah. said it, it, it really helped him. It helped him understand his limitations and what he had to do to try to chip back. And he spent the last seven years with Usman being the guy that he can target and, and beat and change his life like this. And that must be great to, you know, be able to right that wrong seven years and just see that guy. Cause easily Usman could have, you know, not been that champion and somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, but he got to, you know, get defeated and think, okay, I got to figure out how to beat this guy. And yep. seven years later it happened and it shook up the world, man. It shook up the oh. world. It changed the course of history. Uh, like, no other thing uh, I've seen in many, many, many years. And uh, yeah, it, it, it just, I was just blown away. I was, I was immediately getting texts from friends of ours and, yeah. and it was just like, holy cow, this is another Rocky script. Like yeah. Sylvester Stallone might just be able to write down this and Rocky eight could be coming out in a couple months. Cause uh, it was, yeah, it was a perfect, rocky script and it was so poetic that that's his nickname yeah and, and uh you know he's the champ now this is cool uh do they do they do an immediate rematch in wembley and it become one of the biggest fights fight cards in in the history of the sport i think this that's an absolute no-brainer yeah. right yeah. it's a no-brainer it's an absolute first off you got to give usman his credit of course he of course, he deserves an immediate rematch. Yeah. He's probably one yeah. of the greatest welterweights that we've ever seen in our, our, in our lives. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets that because he's earned it. And then, yes, Edwards earned that. O2 Arena, biggest venue in England, whatever the heck that is, that's where it's going to happen. And we're just going to put together one hell of a card yeah. from the UFC. It's going to be probably one of the greatest cards you could ever remember. And that's yeah. Dana White's job to do that. I was I was amazed. Uh, he said he didn't even know where Salt Lake City was. He didn't even have a clue where it was on the map. He said, now, forever, I'm going to love that city. I'm going to remember it. Uh, it was crazy that this was thrown there. I don't really know why they picked Utah and, and picked these guys to be fighting in Utah. But, but now to be in Wembley Stadium, I know Dana White has shied away a little bit from having outdoor cards and especially in the UK, he said, because of the rain. Uh, yeah. So, you know, let's hope they can do it in, in a strategic place, a time where, you know, rain is very, very uh, limited uh, if at all. And um, yeah, we can have this. Uh, we, we talked about the England card about two months ago. That was absolutely spectacular. We got, Patty mm -hmm. Pimblett and Molly McCann and, you know, Tom all the, yeah, Tom Aspinall and all the top guys uh, from the UK. And now I think this has the ability to just blow the roof off of MMA in, in the UK. And, and especially when they had it on the same night as Anthony Joshua 
and Usyk and Joshua lost the game. And and, uh, I thought it was kind of brutal that it was up against that because in the UK, more people were watching the boxing than were watching the UFC. And so it was a little bit of a bad timing on the USC's part, I thought. And, uh, but now he's, he's probably more popular than Joshua going forward and has that ability to, yeah, just take MMA to even higher level than it's ever been in the UK. Oh yeah. And also too, like just the man's genuineness, like, like after the fight was done and he was on the phone with his mom, Wow, man, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that hit me right there. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I heard that and I'm just like, well, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Good yeah. for you for making your dream come true in the most ridiculous, spectacular fashion yeah. that you could ever imagine. It was almost as if he said, I'm just going to emulate Rocky from the movies. But I'm just going to do it in real life. Yeah. 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 I think that's the way I want to write my story. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do it that way. And then after oh, it's all yeah. said and done, he has the Rocky theme music playing. His, his family's like, oh my God. Like, like his coach, especially the one who said, come on, Rocky. He's losing his mind. Yeah. Like, yeah, it actually happened. <laughs> yeah. I know we gave him the nickname for a reason, and that's it. Yeah. That's it right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. You couldn't have wrote a better script. It was incredible. It was one of the highlights. Uh, Dana White called it his holy sh- moment, uh, you know, and, and he said, you know, that's what was happening worldwide. People were just, holy sh- what the heck just happened? And yeah. that's the one of the coolest parts about this sport is, you know, lots of guys are one kick, one elbow, one amazing shot away from changing their life, winning a belt. Uh, we all, we say there's a puncher's chance this guy has. And so, so many of these champions we've had recently are super dominant and winning for years and years and years. And you just, you, you think, no, this person can't be beat. This person can't be beat. And, uh, you know, somebody comes up with these big upsets. We saw Juliana Pena beat Amanda Nunes, you know, shocked yeah. us big time. Uh, lots of, uh, you know, amazing moments. And, but this one was one of the greatest ever and i think we'll remember it for decades and decades to come yeah i'll I'll always remember that i'll always remember the fact that no matter how dominant a champion is even and i'm not even going to say that usman really made a mistake i think that more to the fact that uh edwards created an opportunity for himself to win i think that's actually what happened yeah yeah, no, it wasn't a mistake. Uh, you, yeah. you know, you're trained. You're training all the time to avoid shots, and he yeah. he threw a very short little right just to show yeah. it to him, and, and then and went for the left. And you know, he wasn't throwing it with full power, but he was showing it to him just to get yeah. his head over there. Yeah. As soon as his head dropped, it was like, okay, here's the kick. I'm yeah. taking him out, and and it was a walk off knockout. Uh, to see Usman on his back, his eyes rolled back in his head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I like I said, I was getting texts and I was jumping around, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was spectacular. It was cool. I, I, I wasn't rooting for any guy really. No. You know, I, I just was 
hoping for a really amazing fight. But in the end, I'm 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 more happy than I could have been if Usman won. And uh, this was great. This is a guy that you know just had every reason to be uh, somebody negative to society, and yeah. you know, he has turned his life around and been a positive force for this world and uh yeah i'm thrilled for him and his family and and that that call to his mom you know i i don't think too many people weren't getting a bit emotional seeing how uh special that was for him to be able to tell her that he won and uh you know there uh, he's coming home to hug her and and tell her you know shook up the world he's the champion it was it was amazing yeah yeah man like for for where he came from yeah. And then for him to keep like reciting the one line, look at me now, is like, yeah, because yeah. he probably imagined that for a long time. Oh, long time. Yeah. That that's where I want to be, that's who I want to be. But he did it in a way that was so ridiculous that it's just like, no, no, dude, you did it like that. Yeah. Nobody does it like that. you did it like a movie. Yeah. But I think, Sorry, you did it better than a movie because it's real life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I I go to uh, I I watch a lot of the pay per views uh, in a, in a loud bar, and you can hear the commentary, but it it's it's a little bit tough to make it out the whole entire time. I was so happy I was watching it quietly yeah. on my own, and and I could hear everything. And and the reason why I bring this up is because Joe Rogan. And Daniel Cormier and John Anik, mostly Cormier and Rogan, were really um, describing it very well, saying, you know, Boy. unfortunately, you know, Rocky just doesn't have it tonight. And, yeah. and DC said it later. We're writing his obituary. You know, he's yeah. he's done. He's finished. And, and uh, when they they when it happened, they were just blown away, absolutely shocked, as much as uh, the the shot of them. Wow. Oh, you know, wide-eyed and holy cow. Uh, but the other moment that, that I remember them talking about was they said, uh, Camaro's ahead three rounds to one, and it looks what? like he's winning this fifth round will be, you know, a, a really uh, decisive decision. Uh, but um, he could coast here, but that's not in his DNA. That's not in his nature. He he will probably not do that. And, and that... Uh, do you think he's regretting that today that he didn't um, try to clinch, try to get away from shots, try to do something different so that last minute could have ended and he'd still be the champ? No. You want to know why? It's not in his DNA. That's not the way he fights. I think I honestly believe he's just like, no, I, like, I don't think he would even second guess that. He got to where he was by fighting the way he does. Right. Because he's true to himself, right? Yeah. I mean, some fighters are just like, that's just the way I fight. And that's just the way it is. And so for him to get to where he got to by fighting that way, why would you change that? Sure. Plus, on top of that, that's just the way that you fight. And I don't think he ever could have even done it if he wanted to. Because it's just not the way he does yeah. things. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Um, I don't... I. I... I'd like to know how soon. How soon do you think uh, these two can get back at it? All right. That that knockout was quite significant. And also, too, you have to remember, first knockout of his career. All right? So you you actually kind of have to deal with that with some sincerity and some seriousness. So I would say 
personally, it would have to happen at some point in time next year, okay. spring, early summer. Okay. That would be my guess. Yeah, well, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, Dana White's been a little worried about um, rain. Uh, yeah. You know, we would think uh, in, in spring, so summertime, uh, you know, it w- might not rain uh, much there in, in Wembley and in London. So hopefully they, uh, uh, yeah, they can find a date and do it. Uh, they'll be able to, you know, build it up, hype it up for a really long time. And uh, yeah, I, I do hope that it's in, in you know, when they they pick a really good month of the year where we're not going to see rain cuz you know how can you fight in a cage when when it's raining it's just oh, it, would, it yeah. wouldn't work you wouldn't be able to do it they'd have to cancel it or postpone it and you know yeah. that would be horrible so um i i do hope that they do that um another thing that happened on saturday night was that um rob gronkowski has taken a page out of the Peyton Manning's book and did a telecast watching all the fights and having a bunch of guests comment comment on the fights while they're happening. Did you see some of the guests that they had and some of the footage from Saturday night from the Gronks, all the Gronk brothers and even their dad? I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know it was happening. I, I did not. I did not know. I only heard about it like yesterday where i'm like what's this about gronk doing stuff like what what was he doing so i didn't know i didn't know it was it was amazing they had they had so many great guests it was incredible they had chuck liddell kevin holland was right in there with them uh you know on the couches hanging out they had um uh let's see who else they had patty pimlet molly mccann ty tuivasa dustin poirier uh who else uh just just so many guys it was amazing uh it was really cool i wasn't able to uh, i'm watching the fights and so i i didn't watch it at the same time but i've seen a lot of clips and and different things um it was it was pretty cool i i've really enjoyed the monday night football with the mannings and all the great guests that they've got i think it was a good idea and i think the mannings um i think they uh, I think they have um, some kind of production company and they went to the Gronks and said, Hey, why don't we try this? And uh, I think it's going to be something we see quite regularly now. Well, as long as you have like uh, the chemistry, then you can make that work. Like obviously with the Manning brothers, they grew up together their whole lives and they're both, you know, future hall of famers. Uh, yeah. 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 That, that's going to work. And also too, they understand football. They understand yeah. football like nobody's business. And now with the Gronkowski's, I just call it the Gronkowskis because they're all in there now. Um, obviously, they're all fans of the sport. Yeah. And obviously, they they have some s- sincere respect for the sport. And then they have fun guys come on to their show and talk about it. Especially yeah. if you have Patty Pimlet and Molly McCann. These two are maniacs. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite moments for from the Gronkowski um, telecast was they did a shoey while Ty Tuivasa was on. Uh, that was pretty hilarious. Um, Kevin Holland, uh, he was he was amazing. He, you know, he's one of my favorite fighters and one of yours too. Uh, yeah. He was he was in there. He he had called Leon Edwards victory, and so he was jumping around saying, "I told you so, I told you so," and and so that was neat. That was fun. And uh, Dana White actually came on as well, and Dana White. 
divulge something that he hasn't, he said he hasn't told anybody in the media about. Uh, he said that he had brokered a deal when Brady was leaving New England. He had brokered a deal for Brady to go and sign with the Raiders. And it was going to be him coming over, bringing Gronk, and they would play with the Raiders. And he had, it was a done deal, done deal. And Gruden came in there at the last moment, nixed it, said, no, we're not doing this. Get out of here. Done. And uh, he, he uh, decided to veto the deal. And for some reason, um, they they goaded him into it. Hey, hey, tell the tell the Raiders story. And he's like, you really want me to do this? You really want me to? And he divulged that. And uh, it was shocking. It, it shocked the NFL world quite a bit that uh, Tom Brady might not have went to De- Tampa. He was going to be a Raider. And they might uh, have won a championship there. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I know the other side of that because uh, Brady was on, like, LeBron's uh, show, The Shop. Okay. And and there was a comment made, and everybody's trying to speculate, who was he talking about? So, because Brady made the comment, he chose that mf over me? Me! Right? And everybody's like, well, who's supposed to be that guy that he's referring to? Because it, nobody knew what team he was talking about. And so now... It seems like we all know who that is. Yeah. David Carr. Right. Now, wouldn't it be fantastic? Super Bowl, Raiders <laughs> versus the Bucks. <laughs> that that was just like, all right, well, uh, let, let's, yeah. let's let's see let's see what's up now, Tom. <laughs> yeah. See what's up now. Like that that would be perfect. That would be, be amazing. But, yeah, but, but the other thing I would just wanted to add real quick is, but if you're like the GM of the Raiders, and then you get a call from like you know Dana White talking about. Oh, I'm just gonna make this deal here real quick. You know, I got Brady here. I got, and he's just like, "What are you talking about? What is this a prank call? <laughs> Dana White? What are you talking about? Like, what are you doing?" Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was crazy. He said he had completely brokered the deal and made it happen. And uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he was excited to see Brady come because he was always a uh, Dana White's a, a Boston guy, and you know was a huge. Huge Patriots fan and loved Brady. And then now Dana's, you know, in Vegas. Well, he thought, yeah, well, let's bring let's bring Tom over to Vegas and we'll be able to hang out and and uh yeah, make the, the Raiders super reputable. And and he was uh yeah, he said he was excited to pull the deal off, and then Gruden just pulled the carpet out from under their feet, and that was it. Done deal. You know what? It it okay. So my conspiracy mind started thinking here. Right. You remember when what happened to Gruden after? Yeah. Lost his job. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uncle like, Dana, I just, Uncle Dana. Oh, get rid of this guy now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like Tom just goes, Well, that wasn't a cool move. I guess he's gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Holy cow. So crazy. Yeah. So that was that was fun. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing more of it. Uh, most of it, most of the time, I'm sure I'll watch it after somehow record it. Um, I couldn't figure out how to stream it yeah. at the same time. Um, unfortunately, at the same time, lots of the card was happening. Team Canada was playing in the gold medal game in the World Junior Championships in Edmonton, your town you were born in. And yeah. so I had two TVs going and I was one eye on the game. 
and one eye on on the UFC. And then once the game started getting down to the nitty gritty, it was Canada, Finland, and yeah. started getting down to the last few minutes. It was two all. It went into overtime. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not watching the UFC right now. It was during the the female fight on the main card. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I, I'm just focusing in on the hockey now. And I I won $3,200 on Team Canada winning. And, uh, oh, man, I was, holy cow, I was just so happy. Blew my mind. And then I got to turn around, watch the last few fights on the card. And, uh, yeah, it was one of the greatest nights ever. I had to work early Saturday. It turned out to be about a $4,000 day for me. Uh, T- Team Canada won the gold medal. Uh, saw one of the greatest knockouts in the history of the sport. And Saturday couldn't have been better. It was incredible. Yeah. And and I'm sure that it was, it was like, not a long day. I'm sure. No, not really. Okay. No. All right. So that's a huge win for you, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, my uh, Finnish friend, Vesa, uh, him and I have always um, put bets down on Canada, Finland games in hockey. And we've been doing it for years. And our, uh, our deal was a dinner out at our favorite restaurant. And it's always been a $400 meal. And that's just been the minimum that we've paid 400 bucks. And so we, we start chirping each other on the weekend and uh, Canada played Finland a little earlier and I won and said, okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to have to collect on this debt now, man. I, I need it. Uh, you owe me five dinners right now. And he's like, five, you owe me four. What are you talking about? <laughs> and so I was able to start uh, compiling some historical facts and, and games and stuff and start putting together and he goes okay fine yeah 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 i think you're up okay you're up four uh we'll do double or nothing so i'm like okay eight meals 400 piece 3200 bucks all right yeah all right i'm in i'm in so canada scores early one nothing great scores the second goal we're up two nothing things are looking sweet really good and then they start playing defensive and all of a sudden, Finland scores. Oh, crap. Oh, no. Finland scores again. Oh, my God. This <laughs> is not happening here. Oh, no. I do not want to have to pay these dinners. These are expensive dinners. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, like, starting to sweat. As I said, I just, like, okay, USC, sorry, but you're uh-huh. taking the back seat to this game now. So Canada comes out in, the, in, in overtime. It's in Edmonton. Pretty full house, not completely sold out, but pretty full house. Rabid crowd, pretty incredible. Um, three on three overtime. So very, a lot of open ice, a lot of opportunities. Finland comes down three on one, three nice. on one. And they get a shot off and they don't score, but it scrambles around. And all of a sudden it goes back out to the slot and the guy shoots it and it goes over the goalie shoulder and it's heading for a wide open net and it's over. I'm just like, Oh my God, it's over. And one of the the Canadian captain is skating into the crease and he sticks his stick out and he knocks the puck out of the air 
and it comes down and it bounces on the line a couple of times. He swipes at it and he misses it. Another Canuck, another Canadian player starts swiping it, misses it. And then he finally sweeps it away and they go up ice and the guy scores the gold medal winning goal. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh man. And it just won 3,200 bucks. And it was, man, it was sweet. Holy cow. Chirping the heck out of Vesa for the last two days is even made that win even sweeter. And, uh, he's flying here now. Uh, I've, I've, I've made reservations at eight different restaurants, the highest end restaurants in the city. And I'm going to eat like a friggin' King. And, uh, I'm going to finally collect on all these Canadian moments. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, Saturday was one of the best nights of my life. All right. All right. Well, I love the fact that Vess is honoring, like honoring the, the bet by yeah. actually flying out immediately to honor the bet. And here's the thing that he doesn't know. I'm just going to pop in on schedule for one <laughs> dinner. He goes, wait, wait. Yeah. this guy is like, hey, man, you lost. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he's, part of my, he's part of my entourage. He gets it, too. He, he gets fed, too. <laughs> yes. Yes. I got to get some food. Yeah. Um, but that that's 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 just it's an awesome. It's an awesome night. It's an yeah. awesome night full of sports yeah. of just the unbelievable happening. And it, you know what? It kind of reinforce the fact of don't ever give up on yourself don't ever give up on yourself no, you exactly yeah yeah Just don't ever give up don't on ever give up and yeah that's uh, as i said earlier yeah that, that's why sports is so great that's why you know you and i are in love with sports and and we want to have it in our lives and one of the reasons why i started this podcast i want people to uh, get the feelings the passion just the incredible drive that it can give young people and pull them out of tough situations. Uh, I don't know where I would have been without sports in my life. I, I, I'm, I really hesitate and I don't want to even know because uh, you know, thank God sports came into my life at a young age and I was be able to do so much with it. And, and, you know, it has enriched my life more than I could have ever, ever imagined. Yeah. Uh, that the same goes for me too. And then also too, just to, just to be able to witness some of these iconic moments yeah. in, in history as it goes by. And you're just like, yeah, I was there for that. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. It was amazing. Right. Like yeah. it's like, and also too, life affirming. Sure. Life changing for some too, as well. Like I said, okay. like, like yeah. with, with the man knowing that he had almost no shot to win unless a submission or a knockout. And then he still pulls it off yeah. again. Literally one of the greatest Walter Weight champions ever. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Usman was there, um, you know, probably with that win would have just cemented his greatest welterweight of all time. I, um, I have allegiance to George St. Pierre, and I, you know, yes, you I, I, I consider him the greatest welterweight of all time, but Usman was, you know, right on the cusp of getting there, and and uh, yeah, he just shocked the world. And and you, you you're right. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't something that he did wrong. It wasn't a mistake. It yeah. was just a perfect execution of a technique that I'm sure he's run a thousand times in his gym. And he just saw it as an opportunity, and he he made the most of it. And yeah, yeah. It changed changed 
Changed lives. It changed a lot of lives. Changed a lot of lives. Changed a lot of lives for him, for the better, for his family. I couldn't be happier for him and his family. And uh, going forward, just ah, the man is now an ambassador of the sport for sure. He's a yeah. face for the UFC. So give him the money he deserves, Dana. Yeah. All the money that he deserves because he's earned it. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about you a lot, uh, you know, especially being that first Jamaican-born guy, uh, you know, calling his mom. You know, I'm sure that would be – that would have been your first call, uh, you know, and, you know, oh, yeah. not having your dad in your life and, and everything. So, yeah, it was it was perfect, and I'm glad uh, – you know, I'm glad we saw it there. Um, yeah, it's hard to talk about much more of the card. Uh, I, I was quite shocked – I was quite shocked at how the elevation seemed to affect most yeah. of the guys. Um, should should the UFC have these types of cards? Because it kind of made a lot of really good fighters look not very good, and and we want to, I think, showcase you know the talent of these guys, the absolute skill, the incredible um, you know cardio, the incredible athleticism of these guys, and. And it wasn't a witness on a lot of these parts of these guys. Uh, I was seeing guys gassed out. Luke Rockhold looked like he had oh. run a marathon, you know, yeah. only five minutes into the fight. Uh, I, I've never seen a guy so exhausted. And he looks like he's in incredible shape. He uh, he just, yeah, it, he, was, he was gassed so quickly. Yeah, he was by far out of anybody on that card was the most affected that I've. And honestly, obviously. He's in incredible shape, yeah. and it didn't matter. Right. <laughs> like, it yeah. didn't matter. He got sapped. But to his credit, my goodness, you want to talk about a man that did not give up on himself? He had plenty of opportunity to do that in that fight, yeah. and he never did. I will give him all the credit that he's due, all of it, because that guy was done after round one, yeah. and he kept come Like, he just kept fighting. Like he just would, he would, he refused to give up on himself, and he was bound and determined by hook or by crook to get to the get to the end, and he did, yeah. and especially with this, the way that he did it, reversing it on the end, and then rubbing his blood all over, cost his face <laughs> like a, like a wild animal. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna go out, that's probably one of the best things I've ever seen on the way out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you think that he his retirement uh, will stick? Do you think he's done? Is that, would that be the last time we see him in a cage? I think so. Yeah. I honestly do. I I really do. Like he he came across to me the same way that Donald Cerrone came across to me, which is I'm old yeah. and I'm done. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's just the way that they both they both had that same sort of like feel of that's it. I, I I literally gave it my all. And he did. Right. And some of those punches that he hit Costa with, even I'm just like, okay, Costa's that's not normal. You, you could actually be somewhat affected by some of those punches. Sure. Like, so, like yeah. some of the ones where he wound up and just sm like I'm just like nothing? Just, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Costa's Tough as nails, and you know he's he's another guy that's uh, in phenomenal, phenomenal shape. Oh, but yeah. uh, you know he looked hard too. Uh you know I personally might shy away if I'm the USC matchmaker. 
if I'm and I'm setting up these events, I might shy away from high elevation. We saw it in Mexico City. We see it in Colorado. We see it in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and and here in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I yeah, I, I I just don't like seeing guys in that great of shape look like they're out of shape. Uh, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But I understand why the UFC does it so that you can get to those fans, so that you can get to those people. And also, too, let's be honest, it adds a, a little bit of an element of, ah, did, they, did these guys prepare the right way? Right. It's not like they don't know where they're going. Yeah. Some of them don't actually have the, let's be honest, some of them don't have the money to train like that, True. to go there and train for a month yeah. to acclimate to the elevation. Some of them don't. But the high, the top end guys do. Yeah. And so with that being said, it's like, well, then you got to be smart. You have to take that into account into your training because yeah. you know months in ahead that this is where it's going to be. So figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, speaking of smart, uh, that would be impossible to describe uh, for uh, a fighter on this card who had an opportunity uh, to knock out a guy and he decided to dance around and oh. uh, dance yeah. around and act like a fool. Uh, then he throws an illegal knee and cost yeah. himself, cost himself 50 K cost himself probably his, his win bonus as well. Uh, Luis Saldana against Sean Woodson. Uh, he had him knocked out. He had him knocked down three times. And Woodson wasn't even probably conscious of what was going on. And then he throws a stupid illegal knee. Uh, I, Mike Beltran didn't handle it correctly, in my opinion. And, yeah. uh, man, like, I would be so furious if I was in Luis Saldana's corner. Uh, how many stupid moves he pulled that night? Yeah, if I'm his coach, I'm super pissed off with him. I like it's just like, what, are you are you here to win or are you here to be a clown? Which one is it? You know what I mean? Like, because it's like he 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 squandered that win, and then all of a sudden became a split draw. And by the way, you kind of deserve that. You kind of deserve that. That that's what you deserve. That's what you earn. But you know, like I I I was just I'm watching it and I'm just like, so do you not understand the rules? You can't throw that knee no. to a grounded opponent. And I'm looking at it, and as he's throwing it, and then he's putting his arms up like he won, and I'm like, "No, you're gonna get a point deduction, yeah. and the fight's going to continue." <laughs> like it's just like, "What are you doing?" Something's you wrong doing? there. Yeah, yeah, just was not using his brain at all. Uh, had Woodson hurt, then he decided to go and pull some dance moves off, and and you know knocked him down again, and didn't attack him, and then threw that knee, and oh man, it was. Yeah, he got his just due, but um, you know, uh, it probably cost him, you know, seventy five thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars. Brutal, brutal, brutal move. And uh, yeah, I I hope I don't see Luis Saldana for a while. Yeah, you know what? And also too, that's youth. That's his youth speaking. That's his inexperience, and that's his immaturity. Kind of reminded me actually of uh, the wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, where he forgot to take the football into the end zone. Drunk, drunk. Kind of forgot. Yeah. Right, because yeah. like he's like, oh, right, you have to actually cross the line yeah. for a score. That's what that reminded me of. Yeah. Where I'm just like, hopefully he learns from this, and next time, you know, pays attention to what he's supposed to be doing, which is win the fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, I did want to mention the featured prelim. Uh, Alexander Romanov comes in, super highly touted, 16-0. and 0, Supposed to be able to walk through marching Tubura and uh, also looked gassed. Uh, Tubura, yeah. veteran, was able to grind out a really good decision victory. And, um, yeah, I think it was youth against uh, experience there. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think uh, Tubura really said, you know, you're not quite ready to, you know, hang with the big boys quite yet. And and it was a good good victory for him. Good victory for him. And I think it was a good uh, learning moment for Romanov because I thought Tybora actually um, he, 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 he took his time with the fight. Yeah. And when I mean when he took his time with the fight, like he didn't try to gas himself out like immediately like Romanov did, which yeah. is just over wrestle. He just took his time and he tried to keep his cardio as much as he could, knowing that he was at a higher elevation. He fought smarter than Romanov did. Yeah. Because he's more experienced and he's fought there before. That's why he knew. Right. Sure. So and that's something that Romanov can learn from that. Can learn from that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um I guess uh, let's mention a couple fights on the main card. Um mm. Jose Aldo. Uh, I don't know what happened there. Um, you know, I was expecting so much more from him. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is tough to fight a guy like Devashvili, who's just constantly trying to take you down. You know, he made about 15, 20 attempts to take him down. Wasn't able to get those takedowns, but just constantly on him, on him, on him. Uh, Aldo, but just, Aldo just didn't, didn't, just didn't look right. He just didn't look like he was there. Wasn't throwing enough. Uh, looked shocked when the the decision went the other way, but um, I don't think anybody else really was because he just didn't seem like he was in the fight. Well, because he, he didn't he didn't match volume with volume, as far as I'm concerned. Like he just didn't match volume with volume. Like he had to have known it's like whenever that guy presses you up against the cage, you're gonna have to spin out of that and start striking immediately, right? Mm -hmm. Because that guy is not gonna stop coming at you. That's one of his greatest weapons is his cardio. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter where he is. He could be up in the Andes fighting. Still gonna fight you for 25 minutes straight. It's gonna be like ridiculous. You're gonna look at him like you're a freak of nature. He's like, Yes, I am. This yeah. is what I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like, and I thought to myself, although he didn't step on the gas enough, but again, too, like you said, when it's that elevation, he's probably trying to monitor the gas tank as best as he could. Yeah. Because he's just like, ah oh, man, I hate fighting at elevation. I only have this much to give. Right. And yeah. so he had to try to pick his moments within the fight. But the bad thing was, is that he had to pick more moments than that. Sure. He had to do more than that. He had to do more than what he did. Definitely. He just didn't do enough. Yeah, and it's tough because he squandered an opportunity. Dana White had said before the fight that, um, you know, he was getting a title shot uh, with a good victory. And, uh, you know, he, he's now he's out of the conversation. Uh, and Dana White was actually angry with Marab, too. He, he said, you know, he didn't do himself any favors. Tonight, he wasn't impressed with his effort either. And uh, so, uh, you know, both guys really moved down in uh, probably, I don't know, in the rankings, but, uh, you know, both moved down as far as a, a title shot goes. So too bad for them. Um, the the fight that kicked off the main card was um, a mismatch. I, I just thought, why are they doing this? Uh, maybe just to get the crowd electrified a little bit with a, a big KO early. Uh, Harry Hunsucker shouldn't be in the same cage as Tyson Pedro. 
And uh, Pedro really dispatched him quick with a really lethal kick to the body. Pedro was basically like, oh, this is going to be quick. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's like feeding a, like a seal to a lion. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, even I was just like, okay, so, okay, what, what 90 <laughs> seconds or, 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 or sooner? Yeah. I, I, it was a minute. It was yeah. a minute. Yeah, yeah man. I, 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 thought the same. I thought the same as you. Yeah, it was rough. I, I feel like the matchmakers, yeah, might that's what they maybe were thinking. Just uh yeah, let's let's kick off uh Utah with a huge KO victory and they got it. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I felt sorry for Hunsucker. Uh, that's not the kind of opponent he should be fighting at this point. At this point. No. No, no, he shouldn't be. Actually, he probably shouldn't even be on the main card, to be honest with you. He should probably be on the early prelims, prelims. Yeah. That's where he should have been. Yeah. But then, you know, I guess if they want to get Pedro over, that's a good way to do it. I wonder if Pedro's like, hey, can you get me another guy like that? Can you do that again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep feeding <laughs> me seals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, well, uh, great card. I, I loved it. Uh, I'm I'm so excited for uh, the this this uh, Leon Edwards era, and uh, yeah, can't wait to see uh, them fight for the trilogy fight. And um, yeah, it was uh, an awesome card. Uh, I didn't like it in Utah. Don't go back there. It was six years <laughs> before they had it uh, this time. Uh, let's make it twelve years. I don't. Uh, I don't want it there. I don't want it there. Uh, <laughs> I think it it shed a bit of a bad light. Uh, except we got you know such a great uh, such a great finish. But uh, don't go back. Um, we have a one week break uh, in the USC cards. Uh, nothing coming up this coming weekend, which is uh, oh. uh, kind of uh, surprising and uh, shocking. I had to look few times and just make sure that I was right about that but uh, we got a one week break so um yeah what are you going to do on a saturday night with no usc i don't know i i don't know <laughs> i'm actually surprised cuz now that i look at the next card i'm like oh you're right there's nothing on but how many do we have in a row Jeez. was that like a, like that, that was, was like 10 to 12 that right? was, yeah, was a good stretch yeah that was a good, was a good think, yeah. stretch yeah and, and on top of that I, I didn't realize next pay-per-view is in, in, in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming really quick. 279. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, the, the next uh, fight night, it's uh Cyril gone against Tai two of And uh, it's in France. Uh, I think it's first card ever in France for the UFC. Uh, Cyril gone has um, risen up to the top of the ranks and, uh, can command a uh, a fight card there now. Um, it is early, so you'll have uh, this Saturday night to do something great. You'll have next Saturday night to do something great as well. Uh, the prelims start at 9 a.m. here uh, on the West Coast, Pacific time zone, and uh, noon for the main card, uh, noon Pacific, uh, 3 Eastern. So um, yeah, we're going to have to wake up early and uh, watch some fights uh, two weeks from Saturday. Yeah, we're gonna have to wake up early. And by the way, I'm already gonna call my shot. I'm gonna call my shot. I think the best, the best fight on this card, I think personally, will be the co-main event, yeah. Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori. I don't know who put that one together. But somebody's a damn genius. Yeah, I love that fight. Me too. Absolutely love it. Awesome. Yeah. 
Awesome. Awesome fight. I, I think that's uh, for sure the fight of the night. And yeah. uh, you're right. Yeah. Put some money on it and you're going to be able to cash in easy, easy, easy. Uh, look at all the great fights uh, on this card, though. I, I get to see uh, Buckley. Love him. Uh, he's fighting him above. That's incredible. Uh, I I think that main card, man, that Whitaker Vittori, like, wow, is that ever going to be phenomenal? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's um, yeah, it's exciting and and uh, <clears throat> yeah, fun. Uh, lots of uh, fun fights on that card, and then Kamzat Chimaev, Nate Diaz coming up. Uh, UFC two seventy nine, uh, Saturday, September tenth. So a few weeks yeah. away, three weeks away from a little less than three weeks away from that fight. Um, I think Nate Diaz is uh, being thrown to the wolves for his last fight of his contract. And um, yeah, who knows? Uh, uh, who knows what we're gonna see? I guess everybody yeah. knows there's a fighter's uh, chance with everybody, but um, a little bit of a mismatch, I, I think. Little bit, little bit, but at the same time, I thought there was a mismatch when he fought Leon Edwards, and he almost pulled yeah. Leon Edwards. Right. Like, I guess. I, I guess that's why I can call it now. Just call it the Leon Edwards. I'll call right. it the Rocky. <laughs> oh, you got Rocky, buddy. Oh, I, love got I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, there was a bit of sad news uh, this week. Uh, USC veteran Eric Silva is retiring. Uh, complications to COVID. Um, he has uh, almost been on death's door with COVID. And uh, it has affected him so greatly that um, he is walking away from the sport. And uh, I, hope, uh, I hope he's able to recover very soon. And uh, have a great um, life uh, beyond the UFC. Yeah, that's that's actually shocking. Sometimes you forget that COVID's still around; it's still a thing, and it's still actually quite deadly. Yeah. You know, like and this is also the subtle reminder of take care of yourself out there. Take yeah. care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mentioned uh, Anthony Joshua. And Usyk uh, earlier, uh, shocking, shocking uh, turn of events. Uh, I think most people thought Usyk um, beat Joshua, but wouldn't beat him for a second time. Uh, he got a split decision victory, and Joshua lost his mind. He flipped out in the ring, uh, went and charged over, ripped the belt from Usyk, threw it out of the ring. Uh, went on a huge, massive rant. Uh, you got to see it. It was insane. Uh, he went back to the locker room, uh, let his head cool down a little bit, came back and, and talked to some reporters and apologized. But uh, it was it was pretty bad. It was brutal. Uh, this takes away this massive fight that could have been between Joshua and Fury in Wembley Stadium and would have been one of the greatest, you know, top uh build fights of all time but uh it looks like now it's Usyk and fury and they're gonna try to have the winner unify the heavyweight division and have all four belts um uh, it's not as exciting i don't think as joshua but but uh, i think it's gonna happen it's gonna happen uh it, and i hope they market it as david versus goliath yeah. like like and they and they actually maybe even make Usyk smaller Right, 
So right. he's looking up this giant, and he got a little too sick, and he's like, oh, man, I'm going to beat you. It's like, <laughs> that's likely. And that really doesn't. But No, it's I, like, to me, it's like big brother, little brother. <laughs> like, you know, big brother just about to go to college. I'm going to put a whipping on my kid brother so he gets tough. And, and, and you know, uh, it, it it's a massive, serious size difference. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. The gotta size be the, it's got to be for a heavyweight championship fight. It's got to be the highest, biggest size difference ever in history, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'd have to agree with you because, like, it is literally the David versus Goliath. It, it is, like, biggest man ever and little guy who came up from cruiserweight to heavyweight. Yeah. So he's not a true heavyweight. By no, the way, what that means. No, no, no. So, and I'm, I'm, and the other thing is, when, whenever this fight is made and when it happens, I'm just super curious to see exactly what the strategies are going to be from Usyk's side. Yeah, and like what he has to do because you know what Fury's going to do. I'm going to I'm going to cut off the ring, and I'm going to maul you like a bear. Yeah. I'm going to make you hold my weight yeah. for twelve minutes. That would be. That would yeah. be very smart on Fury's part, and yeah, yeah Usyk, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a tough task. Uh, this, yeah, it's it's crazy. David versus Goliath, um, but yeah, in a few months from now, we might be uh, talking about holy cow, you know, never give up, never yeah. give up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, you can do it, and uh, we saw it this Saturday. We can see it again. That's why we. Love combat sports. We love boxing. We love MMA, and and it's yeah, it's possible. It's possible. It you could win. Hey, just like Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. But yeah. Too, I want to say this with like with with Joshua's antics at the end of that boxing match. He must have just looked like a spoiled brat. Where Usyk's like, you you want to know what real hardship is? Fighting for your country. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. So 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 shut yeah, up. Yeah, you said it earlier. Hey, it's amazing that he's even got the opportunity to train and to get into this fight because uh, he's fighting for his country. Uh, we talked about most of these boxers, professional boxers, have laid down their gloves and picked up guns and tried to fend off Russia from taking over the country. So uh, I don't know how he pulled it off. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. That That's incredible. That's incredible. And so... I, I think Usyk is just like, oh, so he's going to just take my belt and throw it into the crowd. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm not just going to go into the back and get my assault rifles. I'm not going to do it. This is not war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, sure you know? Joshua was happy about that. Holy cow. Yeah, so, and, and also, too, I, I, I think Usyk obviously deserves this chance. He deserves the opportunity. I hope it does happen. Because I just want to see, I just want to see the spectacle of like, what are you gonna do against that guy? Like, what is like? I know that you have like literally a Hall of Fame coach, and you're a Hall of Famer yourself. But what your strategy is going to be against that guy with your superior footwork, and like how you're going to have to try to maintain distance away from him all the time? Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna love seeing this. Yeah, I don't know how you're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to watch it together. It's going to be yeah. cool. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, really, really, really wild. Uh, I can't wait to get, make the announcement when they've signed the paperwork. Uh, it is harder in boxing to make these fights happen. Uh, the crowd, you know, the fans want it. Uh, lots of times the promoters want it. Everybody wants it, but sometimes they just can't come up with the deal. But 
let's hope that they can do it. Uh, uh, Fury has to come out of retirement, sign a big deal. It's going to be uh, hundreds of millions of dollars probably on both sides. And uh, But uh, hopefully they pull it off. Hopefully they pull it off. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned uh, before we even started the podcast, um, you know, we're talking dog days of summer. NFL's in preseason mode. NBA's uh, still in offseason. Uh, we had Monday Night Football tonight, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll be able to talk to Jason about his favorite team. And and Atlanta roared out to a 16 to nothing lead. And uh, <laughs> they lost 24 to 16 to the sad sack New York Jets. Um, I was quite excited for you. I was ready to talk to you about this new Atlanta Falcons team that was looking pretty great. Uh, Marcus Moriata looked looked pretty good in his limited time. He was six for 10, 132 yards in the touchdown pass. Um, he threw an amazing, amazing pass to Kyle Pitts, who made a uh, 52 yard yard grab. And I thought, wow, that could be a great combination. But um, in second half, didn't do nothing. Uh, Desmond Ritter came in uh, decent looking numbers but uh, you know no points and uh, they lost uh, to the Jets so uh, sorry to say uh, maybe Atlanta might to be another year away from contending for a good playoff spot but um, the preseason stinks like come on (laughs) get over it like let's not even have the preseason anymore I hate it I just hate it it's it's so boring and crappy to watch, and I can't even believe they charge money for people to go to these games because you're just seeing a whole bunch of guys that they're not going to ever play in the NFL, and they're just coming to sort of get a valuation. And we're never seeing the starters. Uh, it's it's boring, and, and it's it's lousy football. And also, too, if you do see the starter, uh-oh, what if he gets injured like Zach Wilson did? Yeah. Oh man, that kind of sucks. It's, and that's there's a reason why some of the best teams, best run teams, like that, like the LA Rams, just go, yeah, none of those guys will start. They're not playing that. They don't yeah. need to. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, we don't take that risk because yeah, we're well run organized. I, I, I'm just I'm boycotting the uh the preseason for a while. It's it's crappy and it's really bad. Um they were promoting tonight. Uh, Monday night football, sat- Saturday the 12th, uh, Russell Wilson returning to Seattle with the Denver Broncos. Um, I'm actually excited for that. Uh, I think they'll some will boo him maybe, but uh, I think he'll get a, an amazing tribute video. Tons of people will be there to support him and wish him, you know, all the best in his in his uh, second half of his career. But uh, greatest quarterback that the Seahawks ever had, uh, you know, bar none, I think. And, uh, you know, brought him a Super Bowl championship and a lot of credibility, uh, really good run. And uh, it'll be fun. Two weeks from now, we'll get to see him return to Seattle, um, get his due probably. Well, now, are you like, are you excited because you want to see the video tribute? Because the game's not going to be very good. You do yeah. know, right? Like, like I, sure. I, I expect the Broncos to put an absolute whooping. Sure. A whooping sure. on the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, this year is not going to be pretty for the Seahawks. Uh, you know, from what I've seen so far and you know, from what I'm hearing, uh, yeah, this is a rebuild for sure. Oh, yeah. No, it's a complete rebuild. And Pete Carroll's like, man, I'm not getting any younger. But, man, am I enthusiastic. Super <laughs> enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. I heard this uh, incredible thing today uh, about the 
Uh, Dallas Cowboys. And I have uh, something that I'm going to read you. Um, so Dallas Cowboys today were announced that they're the first NFL team worth $8 billion. Uh, they made an, they, there was a little announcement with it that um, uh, made some people laugh. Um, in 1983, Donald Trump was offered to buy them for $50 million. And he turned around and bought a USFL franchise instead. And it folded two years later. And his quote, the day that he walked away from the Cowboys and purchased the USFL team instead, he said, I feel sorry for the poor guy who's going to buy the Cowboys. He'll be known to the world forever as a loser. <laughs> and, and there's a great picture of a, uh, of Jerry Jones there, and uh, yeah, I, I think eight billion to whatever Trump's got going on. Uh, yeah, Jones might be a loser, but he's a eight billion dollar loser currently with the the Cowboys. Uh, pretty pretty wild. Um, yeah, I I had forgotten that Trump was close to buying them back in '83. Well, you have to always remember Trump is not a very good businessman. So whatever he does, do the opposite of that. You're you're going to be a winner. Yeah, you're actually going to be a winner. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, another football news. Uh, Canadian football. I started getting excited about the league again this year. Went to a bunch of games. Was highly entertained. Uh, we had the consensus MVP as quarterback of the league, a Victoria BC guy that came in. Uh, best player in the league first half eight and one record phenomenal numbers like his his numbers are 300 uh, completions out of 395 attempts 4035 yards 28 touchdowns passing seven touchdowns rushing and uh was just lighting it up and he got hit uh right near the end of the game on saturday night uh, has what's called a Liz Frank injury to his foot and oh. has to undergo surgery this week and will be lost for the majority of the season, if not the entire year. Uh, devastating news for the DC Lions, for the CFL as a whole, and, of course, for Nathan Rourke and his family. Uh, oh, man, it was so tough, so tough football is tough business and there's a lot of injuries, but this one really hurt. Yeah, that one sucks. And also too, that's that's kind of a nasty one. That's actually yeah. that's a nasty injury. It, it is. It's just a nasty, nasty injury. I hope he makes a full recovery. But the one thing that the team cannot do, they absolutely cannot do that with that injury. They cannot rush him back. No. If he has to risk the rest of the season, that's absolutely what they gotta do. Yeah. And that's one of those injuries you do not mess around with. Give it the full time. Yeah. Um, they have a Canadian quarterback that's uh, the number two guy, and he's coming in to uh, fill in uh, this weekend. They play, they're playing a back to back against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and uh, they beat them 28 to 10, I believe it was 28 14. And uh, he's going to try to take the reins and help out and uh we'll see if he's able to uh yeah play i'm sure he can't play as well as um as the as rourke has but uh, i sure hope 
we can see uh decent performance from him and and keep some victories going uh while Rourke recovers and and maybe uh he'll uh, maybe he'll be able to come back before the end of the season maybe maybe or or maybe we're just going to be delighted of oh we got two stud quarterbacks are you kidding me uh well that probably won't happen but uh you know what let's let's see what the young man has let's see what he's got hopefully hopefully he can like maybe even break even until if Rourke can come back this year if big if but if he can maybe he can just do that for the team and then you know salvage what he can yeah uh the kid's name's michael o'connor uh he played college at ubc um 2015 2018 uh he led the team to a vanier cup in 2015 uh he's only 26 uh he is originally from a suburb of ottawa called orleans uh he went to penn state also um down south and played some uh football down there and um, from all accounts, uh, I think he's fairly capable. Uh, it's funny that, um, you know, usually doesn't happen in the CFL. There's not uh, number one being a Canadian and number two being Canadian. Uh, all the best to Michael O'Connor and and uh, Nathan, Nathan Rourke. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for a fantastic half of the year. Eight and one record and all those numbers I gave out. Uh, you've really made uh, CFL fun again in the city. and. And good luck to us for a speedy recovery. I really hope uh, it, it's um, yeah back to to hundred percent very soon. Yeah, yeah. Everybody hopes for that, and hopefully, um, if 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 possible, he can get back on the field this year. But if not, hey man, we hope he just comes back hundred percent for the next season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one last note for me. Um, Saturday. Uh, no, so Saturday I told you about Sunday. First, only day off of the week. Um, we got invited to a Queen's Plate party for the 163rd running of the Queen's Plate horse race in Woodbine uh, Racetrack in Ontario. 163rd longest uh, race, uh, continuous race in North America. Um, it was kind of historic because um, it was uh there the horse that was supposed to be um the front runner the favorite was a filly uh the only female horse in the running all the rest were male horses um i heard some people say oh come on the filly is not going to be able to beat the the males not going to happen uh she was named moira which is named after the character that Catherine o'hara plays on Schitt's Creek. And uh, so uh, got a lot of publicity about that, got a lot of notoriety, talked about Catherine O'Hara tons, showed lots of clips of O'Hara playing Moira on Schitt's Creek. Super fun. Um, lots of bets were placed. I didn't bet on her. Uh, I was like, no, no, I'm betting on this horse and a little bit of that horse, and I'll take a long shot. Da, da, da. Uh, great competitive race all the way around to the final corner. And uh, Moira just blew the boys away. She won by eight lengths, I think it was, and uh, just crushed the field. It was spectacular to watch. Um, yeah, it, the five it was five to two odds. Uh, she was the favorite in the end, so you, you, you didn't win a lot of money if you're betting on her. But 
Uh, really cool to see um, this happen. Uh, people were pretty shocked. Uh, there was a lot of money on her. Everybody was like, holy cow, this is the best horse. And, um, but a lot of things, were, a lot of people were like, uh, no, they were, you know, I, sexist or whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> no, the males are going to kick her butt. And she beat them all. It was pretty impressive. No, that that's 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 awesome. That's that's super impressive that she was able to do that and then do it in a dominating fashion. Yeah. Dominating. Dominating, so. yeah. Amazing, yeah. And uh once we left there, we went to the PE, got to see the PE for the first time this year. Uh hey, go check it out. Super fun. Uh, we got to see Blue Rodeo play last night. Uh and um, took in all the festivities, pretty much saw all we wanted to see and uh, had a blast. And it's on for the next couple weeks. I, I recommend uh, any of the viewers, listeners, uh, go check out the Peony. Uh, really, really amazing fun day out. And uh, a lot of great bands playing there this year. And um, yeah, that for me was my one day off. Uh, I tried to take advantage, make the most of it. And uh, back to work this week. It's getting hot again. And uh, yeah, we're going to have to uh we're both back working hard man uh i can't believe you're back at it four months that's a did it seem like it went slower fast or what what would you say first two months went very slow super yeah. slow okay uh, the last two months went very quickly I because see. like the last two months was when i was actually able to do my rehab i was actually able to sleep i was actually able to do a lot of like positive things because my body was healing but the first two months that 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 wasn't pleasant that was not a pleasant experience no doubt so, man. wow yeah well man uh i'm glad to see that you're 90 percent, and uh yeah i'm glad you're you're back at it say hello to everyone that i know uh at work tomorrow and uh yeah thanks so much for doing this and uh i'll make sure you get an invite uh when vessa and i sit down we're gonna have some steak and lobster we're gonna have some amazing drinks and uh you, you Oh, you, you definitely should show up that first uh, first night for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It best be like, you got to be kidding me. It's like, not kidding, buddy. You owe me as well. <laughs> that's that's going to be awesome. Uh, it'll be one of the highlights of the year for me. I can't wait. Oh, for sure. It's going to be a highlight for me as well because I'm hungry. I'm super hungry. <laughs> Always. <God. laughs> okay, man. We'll get a good sleep tonight. Thanks again. And uh, yeah, we'll talk through the week. And of course, we'll do it uh, one week from tonight. All right. You got it, man. You okay. have yourself a great evening. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. All right. Good night. Okay. All right. Well, come to another uh, end to another episode of the Sports Media Podcast. That was fun. Uh, got to talk a lot of uh, great UFC and a few other things. Fits bits and bobs of that but yeah i hope you enjoyed it i loved it as usual and uh yeah want to thank our partners and sponsors want to thank anchor fm for posting on multiple podcast platforms for us easiest place to make a podcast uh, really phenomenal uh verbero hockey equipment and apparel company industry leader in technology performance and value and v350 stick is a must-have for any hockey player in your midst um Pampas and Possibilities, uh, get them to help you spruce up your home, uh, make it look fantastic, and uh, Forever Living, the aloe vera company for health and beauty products. Um, everything can be found on our website, completesportsmedia.com, 
and discounts and uh, great ways to purchase products there. And go to completemedianetwork.com for so much content, so many great things. Uh, we've got things on our travel site and um, entertainment site. Things, uh, yeah, we just came back from vacation. So there'll be things posted up there. And um, yeah, some other podcasts coming. So uh, thanks for sticking in. Love you. Uh, appreciate the support. Tell your friends, tell your family, and have a great week ahead. Uh, stay hydrated. Stay out of the heat a little bit and um, have a great time. Uh, we'll hear from you soon. And love you. Take care. Bye for now.